Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted with me today? My last podcast was about the golden popsicle stick and how my son had come to me and said that he would really like to make a change and he thought if we could tie that change to a golden popsicle stick, meaning a popsicle stick worth money, (laughs) then he would really like to do that because he wanted to make the change and his currency is money, so why not tie the two together? And basically, I'll give you just a little background in case you haven't listened to my past podcast, but this all started because we said that we wanted to be teaching our children about um, things that they're going to need, skills that they're going to need to leave the house with to be successful in life that they weren't being taught at school. And part of that is things that aren't negotiable at around a house or around would be around a workplace. Things that are chores that just need to get done, um, family rules, how to interact, how to have family meetings, um, all of that basically to give them this skill set so w- that when they would leave our house they'd be successful and we wouldn't be depending just on school for them to get those skills because we don't get those skills at school. And the other piece a huge component to that was the money piece. So they would get allowance. They had to divide their allowance into four different areas and um, they got taught about money that way. So, or they were taught about money that way. And so we um, had popsicle sticks that we used where we would write their chores and things out on and uh, each child would have their own color-coded set of popsicle sticks with those things written on them and so he asked me if we could do a golden popsicle stick so higher currency higher money involved in the golden popsicle sticks than in the other weekly popsicle sticks and to make this big shift so he had been experiencing a lot of depression like behaviors I won't say he was depressed or he had depression because I don't really believe in putting that on somebody I think that once you do that, then it's very easy to sink into that as part of your identity. But if you say the person exhibits those types of behaviors, that's a much easier way than to strip those behaviors away because you're just exhibiting them at a certain period in time. You're not that thing. So, you know, he is not depressed and he did not have depression. He exhibited depression-like behaviors. So anyways, that all said, those depression-like behaviors were affecting his schooling, were affecting social, were affecting his exercise. They were just affecting pretty much his entire life. And he was realizing that he really needed to turn that around. So he thought if we had a golden popsicle stick that was worth money, that would give him some uh, motivation to turn it around, right? As well as give him money if he was successful. And (laughs) the great benefit would be that all of these different things would change for him. So his was, uh, his golden popsicle sticks was 
called Engagement in Life. And I just wanted to talk to you about how we set the kids' popsicle sticks up and um, what our other two kids did. Um, We have four, but only three chose to participate. The other one chose not to participate. So zero uh, to 10 is the scale that we would give them for what they wanted to change. And um, they got to come up with it. And then we they got to come up with what they wanted to change and then we help them structure what that would look like. So again, zero being where they're at or where they're at sort of on their worst moment and then 10 being where they'd really like to be. And then obviously there's the range in between there. And so for my son, River, engagement in life, zero was life controls me and what I do today has no consequence on my future. And that was meaning he was really taking no responsibility for his life. He was sleeping or just doing media for most of the day. And he had no plan for his day, no plan for his life. The 10, where he wanted to strive to get to was, I am powerful and can make life choices. I make today, sorry, I make choices today that have an impact on my future. And that's where he wanted to get to, which would mean he'd have to exercise, sleep well, um, limit the fact that uh, he would be on his media. Um, he had, a, had to have a plan for each day. And basically that plan would lead him to getting what he wants out of life and not using sleep and media as an escape for life, uh, um, using them for what they're meant to be used for. Um, and so I shared that he um, was able to shift and we did this in a three-month span, so 90 days. So in these 90 days, we would take that rating out and we would say, okay, where are you today? And if he went from, say, being at a five and then the, the next week he was at a one, that was okay because we believe in fail often and fail early so that we can address what it is. So if you're going from a five and you're feeling really great one day and you're doing all these things and you go back to a one, well, what happened? What shifted? What triggered? Get curious with your kids. You want to under you want them sorry you want them to understand that they can take control of their lives at any point, and you don't want them to be defined by these extraneous words like anxiety or depression, um, or you know weaknesses. You want them to know that they can be powerful and choose their course in life, and basically that's what he was able to do. And I shared in my last podcast that he's just made these leaps and bounds. And he did that when he was told that he should go on medication uh, for his depression-like behaviors. So I'm so excited to tell you about this system or this process because I know it works. I know it works for town because it worked with my son. Um, and I know that there are times when you may feel helpless as a parent and you don't know what to do. And think about it. I'm sharing this with you and I have a social work degree, a teaching degree. I've worked with kids for 20 plus years and here was my own son going through something. And I couldn't fix it. And that's really hard as a parent. You want to be able to fix it or erase it or shift it or something for them. Um, And I wasn't able to. And, uh, you know, I I did suggest other things. He was seeing a counselor on and off. And we tried different counselors and we tried different ways of eating. And we tried all these sorts of things. But really, what it needed to come down to is it needed to come from him. And he needed to see why and find his why. And he did that through taking ownership with the Scolden Popsicle Stick. So, I am just uh, delighted to share that that process and system works. And so basically what happened is you do the rating from where they are to where they want to be. 
And then you have them rate it often during the three months. And you have them figure out why. Well, why are you going down? Why are you going up? What was the trigger? What action did you do differently? You have to have them doing actions to get them from the zero to the 10. What actions are they doing? What actions can you support them in? What outside resources can you find for them to get? So again, this is stemming from the fact that in school, we're not taught Um, that failure is okay. You know, we're not taught how to get up from failure and how to move on successfully with confidence. And we're not taught financial skills. And we're not taught those things. And as a result, there are a generation of kids, the boomerang generation, and now the millennium generation that are going to be living at home till they're 32 guys, because they don't know how to be successful out there in the world. Well, you can help them be successful. Set up a family system like we've talked about, I think, two podcasts ago. Last podcast was about the golden popsicle stick that my son came up with. And obviously, I'm talking about that in a little bit more detail as to what the process is. Uh, My last podcast was about my son and his experience. But this is about the process. And I'll highlight um, to my two other kids that did it and what their process was and what their goal was to change. And you can kind of see maybe if that resonates with your children. So my son, uh, youngest son, uh, his was going to be the mind master golden popsicle stick. So his zero was, I have no control over my thoughts. I allow my thoughts to make me feel sick and change my feelings. And um, that was stemming from the fact that going to school was causing him to have anxiety-like behaviors. And sometimes things around the house when, house, when they didn't go his way, was causing him to exhibit angry-like behaviors. Um, so a very short fuse around the house and then going to school was causing him anxiety. And what was happening was that... Um, you know, it was was pretty legit, throwing up on the way to school or severe tummy cramps um, and um, being at school and just being teary, putting his head down. um, And then at home, we were seeing him manifest anger very quickly um, and over things that maybe necessarily didn't need to go to that extreme in order to get his point across or to have a conversation about something. So his thoughts were really in control of him. And we really wanted him to understand, and he really wanted to understand, how even though it's his thought in his brain, that he could have a different thought and he would be able to control that thought. Or for instance, when his belly was hurting, he could to have a conversation essentially with his belly, right? Because it's him in control of that belly, not his belly or those thoughts that are leading to the belly hurting being in control of him. So his zero was my thoughts control me. His 10 was I'm in control of my thoughts. So his 10 was I can change my thoughts as easy as I change my clothes and I am best friends with my thoughts. So he had to practice saying things and writing things out like, I'm in control of my thoughts. And in situations where his thoughts were taking over, he could treat them like his best friend and have a conversation with them. And just like you would treat your best friend really nicely, you know, nine times out of 10, you treat your best friend really nicely, treat those thoughts really nicely. Examine where they're coming from. Okay, my belly's sore. I'm on my way to school. What's going on here? Have a conversation. Sometimes your belly's hurting. Is it because you're hungry? Is it because 
you have to go to the washroom. Let's kind of rule out some other things. Okay, I've ruled those things out. Now I know it's just this thing around going to school. Well, I really like my teacher. I really like the kids in my class. What could it be? And and just, you know, getting him to get curious with that uh, voice essentially in his head that would be telling him to send the message to his tummy, tummy be upset. So, you know, he needed to start having those conversations essentially. And he also needed to understand that like, you know, if he dirtied a shirt or whatever, not that he would morally care and go change his shirt, but let's say he got a shirt, a severe stain on a shirt. I don't know. He's walking out the door. He gets a stain. He can easily go in change his shirt pretty quickly. Well, we wanted him to have the mentality that he could change his thought just as quickly as he could change his shirt. And so he uh, he came up with the Mind Master part. Um, he's really into Star Wars and, and Jedi and stuff like that. So that wording made sense to him. He really wanted to change the anxiety around school. And we really wanted to change the flaring of his temper around the house. And so we, you know, asked if in combination he would want to do this. So his that was his golden popsicle stick. Same process, right? He had a zero, he had his 10, and we would rate it over the three months. And his actions were to have that um, I'm in control of my thoughts mentality, to have conversations with the different thoughts that were coming up, to realize he and he alone could shift those thoughts, and then to identify his triggers, right? So if his if something in particular was triggering that, then what could he do differently? So for example, sometimes his anxiety was that uh, he didn't feel like he was prepared for school. Okay, so what do you need to be differently prepared for school? Maybe you prepare the stuff the night before, maybe you study for your test that's on Friday on a Wednesday, Wednesday. Who knows what the different things that are triggering your children. That's what you need to figure out and get curious with them and give them those tools so that that's not happening. And then meditation. He loved meditation and loves meditation. And so his his times of getting really upset, you know, we'll see him go into this meditative pose. Um, and again, you know, you throw out as many tools as you can at them and you don't know which ones are going to stick because it'll be different for each child. So really in his three month time period, he was able to get to, and he would rate himself a zero at the beginning. He was able to get to an eight and have some 10 days in there, you know, and have some lower days and some lower moments, but they are so few and far between now. This entire year of school, there was maybe two or three times where he said his tummy was hurting and an entire year and for two years prior to that it was constant and then his anger his quick to anger we were just at a wedding this past weekend and one of the kids you know in jest but he didn't really find it funny took a cupcake full of icing and shoved it in his face and uh, she had just seen, you know, the bride and groom do that and, and thought that was funny and, and did it. But he really didn't feel it was funny. But he was able to walk away. He was able to clean his face off. And he was able to really breathe himself through that. And maybe not within that hour or the next couple of hours, but the next day playing fine again with that particular person that had done that and just chalked it up to her being silly and had a conversation with her about it. But he didn't react and he would have reacted in the past. So brilliant when you can help your child do that. Those are the skills they're looking for in the workforce. Those are the skills, aren't you looking for your kid just to be happy and successful in life? If you can give them those skills now, think of how many how much better it'll be as adults walking around because we won't be dealing with 
reactions from people, right? And kids will know how to deal with their own reactions and own it. So I'm happy to say that while River's engaged in life, Marley is his own mind master. And then um, our beautiful daughter, she wanted to be called a strong girl. This is what was sort of happening for her. So her zero was, if I am nice, people will be nice to me. If I don't assert myself, people will be nice to me. And I can always give people second chances, even when they're mean to me, because I want people to be nice to me. I avoid conflict because I feel bad if someone is mad at me. Okay, that was her world and that's where she lived. And what she wanted to be like is life is not fair, but I can still protect myself. I can assert myself. I can speak up when people are mean to me. I am courageous. I speak with conviction and I am okay if someone is upset with me. This was so huge. Now, I'm sure there's boys out there that need this too. But I would really like to suggest you, for those of you that have girls, and maybe even for yourself, we need to be more strong. And I don't mean bitchy. (laughs) And I don't mean necessarily that whole feminist bent. But what I mean is that we need to be in the place where you can speak your mind and have your voice heard and not worry if somebody's going to be offended by it. I don't mean go out and intentionally offend people, but just because you're saying your opinion, not needing to worry about how other people are going to react. So her saying was, it's none of my business what you think of me. And that took a long time for her to really adopt and accept that. But the coolest thing was, as things happened, and I would suggest more outside of her her three months, her 90 days, we could hear her say that. And more this past year, she would say, hey, it's none of my business <laughs> what they think of me. And we were like, yay, she's getting it. And the whole life is unfair part. That was really hard for her to get. Um, her parents are separated. She's my bonus daughter. And um, she felt that a lot of pieces in that separation and, and things that have continued since that separation have been very unfair to her life. And we really needed to get her to be like, well, life is going to be unfair sometimes. And there's things that you can't control within that. But if you live there in life is not fair, then um, and it'll affect you or you're letting it affect you, then it's just going to continue to affect you. But if you realize, well, life is not fair, but I can still be safe or I can still be secure and I can make sure that I'm safe and secure. And of course, use the people around me. And a really good example for her was it was her grade seven graduation. And um, it's not a great situation between um, my partner and, uh, or let's just say between the children's parents. It's not a great situation. And so I was arranging the graduation with another mom. And um, there was some controversy around that from my bonus daughter's mom. And so <laughs> Genevieve was finding it very stressful. And, you know, we brought in a counselor to talk to her who she'd been talking to already about some other stressful things to do with her mom and, uh, and communication. And we said, well, you know what, this can only come into your shoes, basically. And we know you don't want to have to choose between your parents and nor should you never ever have to. But at some point, something's going to become really important to you. You're going to put your foot down. And she did. She did for her graduation. And you know what? She had a blast at her graduation. And that could have been so easily changed had she been worried about what her other parent thought 
or if she spoke her mind or did what she wanted to do and then was so worried about the other parent's reaction, she might not have had a good time. She might not even have went to her entire graduation. So applause to her. She's a strong girl. Will there be other times in life where she'll have to dig into that? For sure. But she's learned the skills. And this is what my whole point is. Teach your children these skills. So for Genevieve, it was strong girl. For Marley, it was mind master, and forever it was engagement in life. I'm sure, and I'm really hoping that out of those stories, you could find some pieces that maybe you can help your kid work through, or yourself. So, hit me up if you need to know more about the Golden Popsicle exercise. I'll be totally happy to share with you, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.